Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. Chris is going to be bringing the word today, and I want to uh, say a congratulations to her and to Jess. And uh, they both uh, passed their ordination exam, uh, what was that, about two weeks ago now? So they did a great job on that. So can we give them a hand, Jess, would you stand, and Krista? And uh, they have one more hurdle to overcome is the oral examination or the interview type thing. So, And then ordination will be in May. Y'all, I need prayer for that, you know, because this mouth just... (laughs) (laughs) Once you open, you just can't... I'm just kidding. But uh, we're really, life. <laughs> we're very proud of uh, them, and we're we're you know we're kind of reforming some leadership here. So Pastor Krista, Pastor Jess, and I don't always refer to them in that way, but uh, uh, but they, uh, we we do recognize them as 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 pastors here and and bringing the word of God and organizing ministries. Jess, I mean that out- outreach that was that was all Jess organizing the details. So. Jess, thank you for doing that. Can we give Jess a hand for that? Thank you so much. And she just has a heart for outreach, a heart for missions and connecting people. And Chris is helping to oversee our our ministry teams and our dream team there. And so we really appreciate all the gifts that they bring in addition to youth ministry and worship and all that. So uh, but uh, so we, we thank God for them. And uh, I mean, we're not a very large church, as you can see, but God has truly blessed us with some amazing leaders and many of you are sitting in your pews with great skills and leadership abilities and uh, great teaching skills so uh, we, we thank God for you we thank God that he always he always gifts his body amen and the the Bible doesn't lie he says he's given everyone a gift and so we thank the Lord for you we thank the Lord for the gifts that he's given to you and seeing God use you in an awesome way so Krista come bring the word for us this morning. Hey, so this morning I wanted to talk a little bit about something that is very biblical, but it's also practical. So I want you guys to think about the word remnant. What do you think of when you think about the word remnant? And I have some funny stories here in just a moment, but what do you think of when you think of the word remnant? Most people think of what? cloth. Well, good for you. I have some with me today, but I'm going to show you some other kind. So we have remnant, maybe flooring. I brought some remnant flooring with me today. So remnant is pretty much like a small remaining amount of something. Okay. So would this, would this cover my floor? Absolutely not. Many pieces together may, but it's little pieces and it might not seem like it's going to make much of a difference, right? Well, someone mentioned cloth, and, and I don't know, Ken, if you'll remember this time, but it wasn't that long ago that I asked, I asked around on uh, Facebook, like, so I want to learn how to sew. And so Ken, in his great, generous spirit, he says, Chris, I have a sewing machine for you. I said, oh, that's awesome. I'm so excited to get started. So what I did, and I will tell you what happens to me, okay? So my grandmother... 
on my dad's side, great seamstress, wonderful. She does a great job. She used to sew all of my clothes, wonderful. My mother, my grandmother on my mother's side, she used to have her own quilting store, okay? So she made her own quilts and sold them for major profit. I mean, she was, she did a beautiful job with all of that. My mom, great seamstress, awesome job. The gene completely missed me. And I don't know why, and I don't know how, but it completely missed me. Because I, I really, honestly, they're all very creative and very good with their, with their hands and domesticated and wonderful. And it just really missed me. So you'll see that this is not straight and it doesn't have much in it. This was supposed to be a pot holder and it didn't quite work. This Oh, dear heavenly. Do you guys see this? I tried to make this. This is not even cool. So, like, I, I have all of this cloth remnant because, Lordy knows, Mama cannot sew. So, I have all this remnant. It is left over. It seems like it's worthless. It could maybe come, th come through a couple of things, you know. Maybe it could pull through and do some projects here and there, like little ones. Not anything that I can do because, good Lord knows, I cannot make anything with that but you know what we have seen the remnant a lot of times even in the bible and in the old testament there's like an old testament model of a remnant and the israelite remnant looked like this a small percentage of those israelites that would remain after total destruction so if you would know the israelites they went through um, times when they would obey God and they lived in plenty and they had a, they were a mighty army. There were 12 tribes of them and they conquered lands. They did all this other kind of things. But then, then you have people like Joshua and Caleb who led a very small portion of those Israelites into the promised land. That was a little remnant that was really supposed to be in there, okay? You know, the minor prophets like... like um, like Ezekiel and Jeremiah and Elijah, they talked a lot about the end times remnant. And then, you know what? One of the most famous in all of Old Testament of the remnant would be the, the, um, the prophet Daniel. Have you ever heard of Daniel? Well, guess what? He was not in Israelite land. Guess when he was being used mightily of God was when he was taken into captivity into Babylon. And so he was part of that Israelite remnant that was being raised up in a very corrupt generation to see God do great things. And you know what? Not only does the Old Testament have this, but the New Testament does as well. And I think of the day of Pentecost as that remnant gathering. And I'll tell you about this. There, you know, think of all of those people that Jesus ministered to while he was here on earth, okay? So we have the feeding of the 5,000. Okay, do mental math with me, okay? Feeding of the 5,000. And just so you know, that's only 5,000 men. They did not count women and children then. Okay, so 5,000 men. Jesus feed five, fed 5,000. He also fed 4,000 people. And then he ministered to people by, by doing miracles like turning the water water into wine or um, turning, uh, setting demon-possessed people free. I mean, he did this stuff all publicly, okay? He healed sick people. He did all these things over and over. You know, the Sermon on the Mount, there was a big crowd that gathered and listened to him. Can you think of all the people? Now, I'm doing a really low estimate, okay? 10,000. Let's see. Jesus ministered to 10,000 people while on earth, okay? So, now, Think of that remnant part, okay? So keep that remnant in your mind. Remember, small pieces, Jesus, and, you know, all that. put it all together, okay? Help, come with me here. Even after his resurrection, Jesus revealed himself to 
about 500 people. But before Jesus ascended into heaven, he declared in Acts 1, 4, and 8. He said this, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, the Holy Spirit will be upon you. And when you receive, you will see power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of of the earth. Now, he told his disciples that. There were 11 of them left because poor Judas, he didn't follow instructions and he met his ultimate destruction. But so he told this to his 11 disciples. Those 11 disciples on normal occasions would go out and tell everybody all about what Jesus had said, okay? Those were some seriously super specific instructions, right? He told them to wait. He told them to wait and to pray, okay? So by my estimation, there should have been at least 10,000 people that Jesus personally ministered to, that Jesus had a relationship with possibly, that even just saw him from afar, that should have been waiting to hear what this promised one was, right? Okay? So all of those people were loyal. All of those people did what they were instructed, right? All those people waited to receive the gift. How many? Not very many. Well, less than 1% of those people, and again, very low estimate, followed his instructions to wait. 120 people to be exact. Could you imagine? Now, imagine with me. Okay, so we, the day of Pentecost has come, okay? And we're going to get into that. But could you imagine being on the outside of that initial Pentecost experience when you had a personal invitation from Jesus to receive, that 120 people, they had that personal invitation. But guess what? So did all those other ones. They had that personal invitation and less than 1% stayed to receive that gift. You know, when you accept Jesus and invite him to be the Lord of your life, he gives the comforter, the guide, that Holy Spirit. However, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we call it a subsequent to or following salvation. And it's an experience you can have after after you receive him and actively seek him. How you know you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit is that you speak, experience the speaking of tongues. You know, wherever you are today, you have this ability, if you've received Jesus, to ask for this gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, listen to what happened as documented in Acts chapter 2 on that day of Pentecost. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were together in one place. And suddenly, like a, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. And all of them, not one was left, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Oh my goodness, when that happened, those on the outside, they were wondering what was going on in there. Could you imagine, again, being on the outside if you were invited to be inside? I don't know about you, but I'd be kicking myself. I'd be kicking myself for sure. But then the apostle Peter came out. He came out and spoke to the crowd on the outside, many of whom, again, were invited to be inside, starting in Acts chapter 2, verse 14. Then Peter 
stepped forward with the 11 other disciples and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk as you, some of you are assuming. Nine in the clock in the morning is much too early for that. <laughs> isn't, that isn't it kind of funny how you kind of like nabbed them just a little bit? Is it nine o'clock in the morning just a little too early for that? So what you see here predicted, was predicted by the prophet Joel a long time ago. And I love this. This is probably one of my favorite scriptures of all time because this is, this is it. This is what God has promised to each one of us. It says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will see visions and your, old, your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit on all all people, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and the signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red. But before that great and glorious day arrives, but everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Wowzers! That was predicted in the Old Testament through the prophet Joel. And you know what? That's even being fulfilled today. God is still pouring out his spirit on all people, young and old, men and women alike. God is still doing miracles today. Now, if you jump down to verse 37 of Acts chapter 2, Peter's words, he says in chapter, in verse 37, Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and the other disciples, brothers, what should we do? Well, Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sin and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the Holy Spirit. Do you see that it's a process? You repent of your sins, you accept Jesus, and then you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's keeping going in verse 39. This promise is to you to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time. (laughs) You guys are so cute. Strongly urging all of his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. And those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, 3,000 in all. That remnant did something incredible. That little, that very minute part of that population, that 1%, they were able to add 3,000 to their church in one day. Not because of them, not because they were so good. We talked last week about how Peter, he he doubted. When he tried to walk on water, he was like, ooh, I'm walking on water. And then, you know, he drowns, okay? So this is the same Peter, baptized by the power of the Holy Spirit, He was able to add 3,000 to the early church just in one day. That's amazing, and that is not natural. That is supernatural, and that is the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, while I'm so glad that the 120 turned into 3,000 in one day, I believe God is calling us, this church, Faith Assembly of God, to be part of his current remnant so that others can come to him, to be a part of the 
120 who listened, who waited and sought the baptism because quite frankly, folks, lives hang in the balance. Whether or not we want to believe it, we might just want to think that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is only good for a goosebump when we come to church on Sunday mornings. That's not what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for. It is the power to be a witness. And you know what? In our zip code 17070, as well as in Lewisbury, do you know that there are 7,600 people that's a lot of people. Just us here, we're a very minute part of that, of that population, many of whom do not have a relationship with Jesus. Just in our own Jerusalem, there are over 8,000 people that we can reach for him. You know, in the greater Harrisburg area, maybe our Judea, there are almost, there are almost 550,000 people. In Pennsylvania, our Samaria, there are over 12 million people. And the world population, 7.6 billion people. You know what? God has called us to be a remnant, not just to be um, to, to have that great feeling or that goosebump or that emotion or anything else. He has called us to be witnesses. And I hope you sense the urgency of this because it is urgent. You know, the day of the Lord is coming so fast that it's unbelievable. And he has no time. He doesn't have a timetable of his own. And only he knows that day and the hour. But we need to do what we can to reach others for the power of Jesus. Do why do we need this? Again, not for just a goosebump, not for that spiritual badge that we wear. <laughs> baptized in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you don't, you know, whatever. Like that's not the spiritual badge that we want to wear. No, absolutely not. The reason why we have this is to be His witnesses. And you know what? Too often we make this relationship with God just way too difficult. You know, we want to feel him. We live in this generation that we want to feel things, okay? We live in, a, we live in an area and at a time where the uh, drug use and opioid use is, is just through the roof because we want to feel things or we don't want to feel things. You know, we, we go through all of these things and, and maybe, you know, we have relationships that crumble and fall, marriages that crumble and fall because we don't feel like it anymore. But you know what? Our relationship with God has to be based on more than just emotions and more than just feelings. And you know what? When we don't feel him, we give in to doubt and we give in to fear and we give in to this laziness. Let me encourage you today to step out of feeling and into the knowing aspect of the Lord. You know, so maybe you do want this baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've never experienced this before. You know, uh, we have been doing that, a little Bible study on Wednesday nights. And, and, you know, that was one of the things I think that just really prompted this word in my heart. You know, because sometimes we come on Wednesday nights and we think like, oh man, there's not too many people here, you know, or, you know, there's... I, you know, God, is there more? What, what's going on here? And God encouraged me with this word. Would you just encourage the remnant? You know, like it might not be a lot, but man, God could do something powerful. If he can add 3,000 to a church in one day through 120, I think he can use the seven or eight of us that are here on Wednesday nights and just allow the baptism of the Holy Spirit to flow and to just encourage us and to challenge us to go out and do more. You know, 
I love what Jeff Leake says, and, and, and towards the end of his book, he gives some really practical tips. And you know what? We're going to have opportunities, of course, Sunday mornings and, and Wednesday nights when we worship and we, we praise the Lord. You know, that, that baptism of the Holy Spirit could come at any time. And like, God can do it anywhere. He can do anything, great and mighty things, no matter where you are, as long as you're open to him. So do you want this baptism of the Holy Spirit? Here are some suggestions. And I did. And I did write them down in in your bulletin because I want y'all to take this home with you. This can't just be a Sunday morning thing. I want you to take a look at that. We need some practical steps you could take. You want this, you want this renewed sense of power. You want this baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, first of all, you need to set aside time for prayer and worship in a place where you can be alone to sing and pray out loud. You will notice some key words that he uses here. And the one key word is out loud. You know, a lot of times people will want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they will go like this. Y'all, he's not going to, he, God can do a lot of things, but you got to open up your mouth. You sing and pray out loud. It's a verbal, it's a verbal gift. Okay. Ask a friend or a spiritual leader to pray with you. Someone who has been baptized in the Holy Spirit is an awesome choice. So we're always open. Those of us in leadership here, many of us have been baptized of the Holy Spirit. We will pray with you. We will pray for you. And number three, verbalize your worship and prayers out loud. Okay. Out loud. Verbally. Ask Jesus to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And you know what? This fourth one that he suggested, I was like a little... Hmm? You know, like whenever I first read it, I was like, hmm, this is interesting. But you know what? I love how he explains it. Number four, try to speak in tongues. Because guess what? It is a step of faith. It's a first step in your new partnership with the Holy Spirit. And God wants to do other supernatural things through you as well. You know, we talk a lot about in 1 Corinthians 12, that list of spiritual gifts. And when you have received the bachelor's of the Holy Spirit, it unlocks the doors for those other spiritual gifts to just flow in and through you. Again, it is not natural. It is supernatural. So maybe you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit before, and I have heard of this a lot, where people have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but your gift hasn't been used for a while. And you know what? The great thing about this baptism of the Holy Spirit is that it is something that you can use anytime or anywhere. But sometimes we allow it to grow stagnant or weak or, you know, I, I just, we just don't use it. I was even noticing this in myself just recently. So I'll let you in on a secret. This happens to everybody. So, you know, sometimes we all like, oh man, I just don't feel it. Oh man, I just, I'm not sure what, I, maybe I don't feel like going to church today, you know, but by golly, I'm just going to do it anyways. I don't feel it, you know? I just had to stop. I had to ask Jesus to give me a fresh infilling of his Holy Spirit. I needed it, so I just knew I needed to stop and seek the Lord. And you know what? He did it. He gave me that, boom, 
a little like juicy thing, okay? But you know what? I had to go through some things here, and I did follow these steps. Spend time daily in worship. Pray in the spirit and speak in tongues every day. You will be transformed in your character, edified in your soul. You will be empowered to do supernatural things and strengthened in your effectiveness in prayer. And then, guys, believe Believe that God wants to use you in a mighty way. Don't just live to survive your life. Live to make a difference. He has called you to be more. He's called you to be his witnesses. Live to be used of God. That's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is about. It's not a goosebump. It's not a spiritual badge. It's a life surrendered to him and a life of worship. And, you know, we're just, we're going to allow the Holy Spirit just to do some things in our own hearts this morning. And you know what? A lot of times we, you know, it seems uncomfortable at times to come to this place where we want to receive. You know, my, my friend Jack, he was at home you know, in the bathroom, okay? But this is also that holy place where we can just seek the Lord and seek just what he wants to do in and through our lives. And so we call this area like like an altar area because not because it's like, you know, sacred or special, and this is the only place where God can meet you, but we call it that because we give us we give him a sacrifice of our pride and of our praise and that's what he desires of us. He desires of us to lay things down to him. Maybe it's an inhibition where where I I don't want to be weird or I don't, you know, I, and I don't like to be weird either. That's totally, I'm not, a, I truly am not a weirdo. I'm a people pleaser. I want to make sure that everybody likes me and I'm not a weirdo, you know, but the time is too short to worry about whether or not you're a weirdo, okay? There's too many people's lives to hang in the balance to know that God has got a specific plan and a purpose for your life. And it is to for him to work supernaturally in and through you. And we're just going to give some moments of prayer and of just praise today. And we want to give you that opportunity to just allow the Holy Spirit to to work in your life. And and I just want to to pray for you right now. And so I would just ask that if you really just want to receive that baptism of the Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just reach out your hands to him right where you are. You don't have to worry about looking to the right or to the left. It doesn't matter who's sitting next to you, but it's all about how much do you want to be used of God? And so would you just lift your hands to him? And I'm just going to pray a prayer of blessing and pray a prayer of just empowering of the Holy Spirit upon you. And then if you would like to further just have prayer, just your own private prayer, we're going to just open this up this morning and just allow, we have got plenty of time. We've got nothing but time. And so would you just allow the spirit of God to work in and through you? Lord, we love you. We thank you, God, for these people. We thank you, Lord, for the remnant of Faith Assembly of God. Lord, we may be small in number, but God, we know, Lord, that you have called us to be 
more. You have called us to to do more. And God, we just ask, Lord, would you open up our eyes? Would you open up our hearts to receive that which you would have for us today? God, I just pray, Lord, that if we've become stagnant in our walk with you, Lord Jesus, would you just encourage us to walk mightily in your way, not just not just to receive that goosebump, but to be used as your witnesses. Lord, we know that there are people all over this area that just need a touch of your Holy Spirit, that need to come to salvation to know you. And God, would you use me, Lord Jesus? Would you infill me, Lord, in even a more powerful way to be used as your witnesses in our Jerusalem? and in our Judea and our Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Lord, we thank you, God, for this baptism. And Lord, would you just do a mighty work? God, I just pray, Lord, that we would not be worried, but God, we would be men and women of courage that would stand up, that would do the right thing, and that would just be able to just receive from you, Lord God. We love you and we thank you today. We believe, God, that you have just got so much We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, he's called us to just worship. And that baptism of the Holy Spirit often comes when we open our mouths in praise and worship to him. So we're going to just sing a spirit of the living God. Would you fall fresh? It's a beautiful prayer, but would you sing it with all of your hearts as you just lift up your arms, lift up your hands to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God, that you have done great and mighty things in and through us. And Lord, we just love you so much for this anointing of your Holy Spirit. God, we just ask, God, that you would just give your people courage. Lord God, would you give them the, that, that want to, Lord God, to just see people come to know you. Lord, we love you and we thank you so much. You're so good. Thank you, Jesus. I'm really not going to dismiss formally this morning, but we just want to open this up. And, and if you would, if, if you want to feel free to leave, you're more than welcome to. But if you would like to have personal prayer this morning, I would love to just pray with you. And, you know, there are other people I'm sure that would want to pray with you as well. And you know what? We just want to keep this open for this morning. And I'll stay as long as you want. I don't need to have lunch or anything like that because I believe so much in this. I believe that God's got so much more. So if you feel like this is your time to exit, you're more than welcome to go. But would you just come and would you seek the Lord and would you seek that baptism of the Holy Spirit if you've never experienced it before? And maybe, maybe it's something you've let lay dormant. We want to just pray that God would fill you again and just do that infilling, that refilling of the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. song to you. 